Hello and welcome to the UK Film Review Podcast. I am your host for today's podcast, Ian, and I am joined with my good friend, uh, Chris. Hi. Hello. Um, And we are here to discuss, me and Chris have somewhat a uh, kindred journey in this podcast together with comic book related films. Uh, I don't know why, we both hate them. But we we are here today to discuss uh, Marvel comics. We once did a uh, podcast recently together on DC, so now we're flipping over to the other most popular comic book company, perhaps the most popular at the moment, with Marvel Comics. Now, both of us were on one recently, which was discussing the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which lasted quite a long time, so we've gone into that with quite an in-depth. And I feel in honour of the recent trailer release, or trailer tease, of Spider-Man uh, many Spider Men, here's all the Spider Men. Uh, we, <laughs> we're going to talk about Spider Man, no way home. We are going to talk about the multiverse that they, I guess, they are alluding to that are the non MCU Marvel films. Uh, and I guess with that, we're going to talk about comic book adaptations that we've enjoyed, ones that, that we've not enjoyed so much. And we're going to do it in a similar way. We're going to do it with our top five films, honourable mentions, dishonourable mentions, because I feel that went well last time, Chris. It did, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and with such it, a big... It was big fun. Yeah, and with such a big catalogue, it's hard to be like, we're going to talk about X-Men, we're going to talk about Spider-Man, we're going to talk about this. It's better to, for us to have a bit more of a broader discussion, I think, because it is such a big mm-hmm. um, subject. But before we jump in, I guess, what is your thoughts on the marvel universe i guess in terms of like the non-mcu and how do you feel about what we have seen in uh no way home let's find a way home spider-man <laughs> <laughs> oh the spider-man <laughs> spider-man they can't find their way home where are we going <laughs> I, I, I like how it's become we've all but confirmed that these spider-men are may or may not be appearing in the spider-man film <laughs> and they don't know where home is yeah um, <laughs> how do you feel with them kind of branching out and and making that connective tissue i guess to say like not only can we connect spider-man but there's a good chance we're going to do it with the other films that we may discuss today Mm, yeah, it's interesting because obviously uh, we have talked about MCU, so I won't go into that too much. But the last 10 years or so has been dominated by a certain uh, cast of heroes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And obviously that saga, the Infinity Saga, has come to its natural end. Uh, so they're trying to think, well, where, do we, where do we go from here? How do we better ourselves? Because let's face it, they set the bar pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, so the, the new Spider-Man... All the way home trailer is uh, we're going to come up with so many different titles today. I'm going to get the right one. Uh, it's going to be like the most named film of all time. Yeah. So <laughs> the I mean the, the rumors have been flying around as well ever since it was announced about who's going to be in it. Obviously, mm. obviously a lot happened in the at the end of Far From Home. I think mm. it was called uh, Spider Man Two. See, I, I really, I must say, I'm not fond of these titles that they've done. Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. Mm. I've not really understood why it's saying home so much. Like, I find, I, I don't know why. I find it really like confusing as well. I guess that that's the title because it's not really 
a comic book arc that's named after that either. So I wonder if you, yeah. I wonder if at the end of this, you can take all the subtitles of all the films and it'll spell something. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh that's oh, genius. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't really know, but no, I mean, the words H O M and E would be in there a lot, so I don't really know uh, how many words. Yeah. Know. But no, um, so obviously, the, good, so that's bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, I'd be like, oh, it's so smart. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's just like, that's not a word. What? <laughs> um, um, but no, so, I mean, it's, I, I think it's a spoiler to say that the rumors that have been firing for months and months have been oh, that. No, yeah, no spoilers. We, yeah. There would be, uh, in varying capacities, appearances yeah. from people, characters, mainly the two mm. main Spider-Men from the other uh, mm. um, franchises, I guess, or entries in the franchise, obviously mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire's and your Andrew Garfield's, uh, as they then look to explore this idea of the multiverse, which mm. obviously we saw in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. so ele- so elegantly done, we'll get into that in a bit. Mm. Um, but And then the trailer, which I think we came out last week, you've obviously got Willem Dafoe's back, which is great. You've got yeah, Alfred Molina's coming back, which, which is, is great. also great. Also uh, great. And I am 99% confident. That's where they should stop. No Electro. I see. Don't oh, want no. Electro. Oh, no. Well, no, Jimmy Fox is coming back. Jimmy don't Fox want is coming well, like, In what way did... See, when, when I heard they're going to combine everything, like I was kind of like, oh, that's cool, because I thought Into Spider-Verse was so good. But then, which we'll get into. But... When I heard, oh, it's going to be the Amazing Spider-Man two, I was like, oh, really? Can't they just forget that that happened? Because like, uh, bad. yeah, yeah. I, honorable I, mentions. I, I, because the thing with Amazing Spider-Man two uh, is Jay Fox is a great actor. He's an absolutely fantastic yeah, actor. He's an I just don't actor. think he was given a, a good a good enough role in that no, film. The script in he, that is terrible. He could like, be a really menacing cool. villain, but yeah. Electro is not that if you've ever no. watched Spider-Man played that he's not the more he's not the menacing villain he's no. just he's just I was gonna say nuisance but that's kind of downplaying him well, he, is, he is a little bit like in the comics he's had some good runs mm. Electro, but he's not really somebody who I'd be he's like. not Venom he's not Green Goblin he's not any no. of these kind of top tier villains he's always no. sort of playing he's around not, you know and also I think a villain who they've just never done who I'm just like he would be amazing is Craven the Hunter Craven like I, I just don't get why they've never done him because Craven's Last Hunt is probably one of the best comic books mm. that Marvel's ever written, and like it's it, it, he's such a good character, and they've gone nah nah we'll do Electro again, we'll do the lizard, we'll do the lizard again, which I'm like what ah oh, okay you know what I mean I'm just disappointed that that's the way it's going. It looks good. I was impressed by that trailer. And Doc Ock, like, ah, oh, like him being on the screen again. I was like, yes. Well, have you heard? The th- have you heard the theory that all, apparently all but confirms Tobey Maguire's return is that mm. because Doc Ock wouldn't mm. know Tom Holland's Peter Parker, that when he yeah. says "Hello, Peter," it must be Tobey Maguire because he's the only Peter Parker he would know. Yes, now, that would make sense. that's that's a that's a rumor I'm willing to throw some weight behind. Yeah, However, yeah. it's going to play out. It does, but it does make sense. Like, well, yeah, he wouldn't know. Yeah, the most recent Peter or Andrew Garfield's Peter. So Tobey Maguire must be unless, in this in some fashion, t- unless timeline wise. This is maybe later on in the day. So maybe they met earlier in the day for yeah, breakfast. Yeah, exactly. And then there's later al- on, <laughs> they met for lunch. There's also, <laughs> there's also a rumor, which I'm 
less inclined to believe is that when Tom Holland's Peter stands up on the car in his suit, that is then they've actually CGI Tom Holland's face over Tobey Maguire's body. Oh, no, that's not true. I was like, no, that's not true. They're just clutching a straw. However, regardless of what they do, I am all here for it because I yeah. have I have faith in the Marvel machine. Yeah, uh, they've yeah. done really well, uh, and Although, yeah. I, we did talk about it in the MCU one, but and we won't get it into as much here because I think this is a good jumping off point. I have felt the Spider-Man films haven't been the strongest that they could have been. I think they've been all right. And this may be the redeeming one for me because the first one was gr- good because of Michael Keaton as a vulture. But Tom Holland for me has just never really been a, a click as Spider-Man. And the second one, I just was like, there was no villain because Mysterio was fine, but it it, it didn't feel carried by somebody. And yeah. this one looks like it's going to be much better, but we'll see. We'll see. And I, I feel like um, the second one suffered from being in the shadow of Endgame. Endgame was such a colossal thing. 100%. That, yeah, 100%. Uh, that no matter what, it was going to not struggle, because I don't think it struggles, but, you know, it's going to, it's, it's a, it's, it's a long shadow that that yeah. that ending cast. It's it's fine. Uh, no way home. Let's find a way home. I, home. I would put that film in the same category as Ant Man and the Wasp in that it's, yeah, it's gets to a point where the story has to set up what happens next. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so like Ant Man and the Wasp did with the Quantum Realm, and obviously this is done with um, multiverse. Yes, set that up. Peter which Ron. is a really good place for us to jump off because this has set up our discussion. On the Marvel Universe, that is not MCU. Do you like what I did there? I'm good with the transitions. (laughs) Thank you very much. Every week when I'm on, I I feel like my transitions get better. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about our top five MCU, non-MCU films. (laughs) Because they soon will probably be in the MCU, technically. Um, Oh, can you imagine if everyone was? (laughs) Yeah, all of these films that we're going to talk about, even dishonorable ones, somehow get connected. Mm. I could see them doing that, but yeah, you go first. What's your number five? Our number five on our journey through. Okay, so for my number five, I took a leaf out of your book from when we talked about DC and mm-hmm. took a a entry from actually one of Marvel's imprints, so from okay. Marvel Comics. So we're going Ooh, to Men in Black. Yeah, Men in Black. I knew exactly which one it was because yeah. I I know interestingly enough Malibu wasn't. This is me really putting my nerd glasses. Who <laughs> wasn't the original person who printed Men in Black? Malibu yeah. bought out that company, which I cannot remember the name of for me right now. But they bought that, and then Marvel bought them. So yes. it, it counts. It definitely counts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I was looking for the list and I saw it and I, I I did sort of see there was a tenuous link there and I was like and it but it does say it does say on the opening credits because I checked I went on the the YouTube um <laughs> and uh, checked the opening credits and it does say based on Marvel Comics so yep. I'm going to count it um the Men in Black I mean I remember watching I back when remember Blockbuster those were good days uh, those were the I days. I can count how many times i rented this film uh yeah. and just film. kept watching it it's a great film and it's it's a it's a franchise with diminishing returns let's not sadly, let's, yeah yeah sadly i mean but it started to, to, really strong that's the thing 
Yeah, like, it, it does I mean, really strong. It's it's got such <laughs> a, a phrase I'm not in any way uh, entitled to use is swag. Um, it's got <laughs> such swagger. Uh, I think it's it's uh, like even now. I mean, it was made in '97. Yeah, '97. Yes. Yes. And it's even now you watch and go, "This film is awesome. It's so cool." Tommy yeah. Lee Jones and Will Smith are brilliant. I mean, I wish Will Smith would make films as good as this now because he's yeah. kind of on the downward curve i guess at the moment but yeah men in black uh i loved it uh it was uh it was just it was funny it was uh it was a bit scary when i was young as well because i was Mm. only nine or nine or ten or something at the time and i just Mm. remember and it was just such a concept i'd never really seen before and it was just uh, i loved it it was fantastic yeah really good choice like i i I think also you're completely right with will smith because that that's something i've always wanted to talk about on a podcast hint hint maybe another one is the decline of Will Smith's career and where it went wrong. Mm. <laughs> and like, where's the point where he had diminishing returns of his performance? After hour, pointing you to it, it's after hour. <laughs> his career had already gone then. That's the point. I think the That's peak, true, yeah. I think the peak of his performance was um, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, maybe that was when it went down, yeah. yeah it's actually a really great film. It has amazing performance. And then after that, I think he was chasing a performance like that again to try and get yeah. that. And then it just went out yeah. the window. With I, mean, I just went, oh, I don't care anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't think of a film in recent times where I've no. gone, he's back. Whereas his new one where he plays the father of the Williams sisters looks pretty good. But we'll have to see. We'll have to I've, see. I've said that about a lot of the films he's made recently. Yeah. Oh, Gemini Man, that looked good. It wasn't that good. No, it was um, terrible. It was, yeah. <laughs> it looked terrible from uh, the trailer. <laughs> Yeah, but I've had, you know me. I've, I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, though, if Gemini Man came out about the same time as Men in Black, though, probably would be better remembered. I think because it's yeah, it's, maybe it's way too late. But mm. with Men in Black, I think you're right. I think it, it's so stylish. It's really cool. It's got a great, uh, it's a great world building as well, and it does that sort of like journey into the unknown really well. So yeah, I completely agree with you. I think it's a really strong choice. A very well done finding such an obscure connection to Marvel. <laughs> yeah, good choice. Good choice. I like that one. That's good. What's your number five? My number five. I'm going in strong. I'm going in hard already. You know, I'm not going to mess about. My, my top five is actually very strong, and I reckon if you if you don't have these on here, I'm going to be like, dude, what's wrong with you? Um, All right. No- okay. I reckon. I'm just going to mark it down. I reckon we may have the same number one. <laughs> I think we do. I think yeah. we do. It, In fairness, the number two could also be my number one, but number one is the same number one. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> but number five is Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, the first one. It's the 2001. One. Okay, it's great. Like uh, it's really good. Okay, it, it, it is. It is it is. I feel, I'm gonna. I, I don't want really to say a but. Yeah, I can hear. No, no, no. There's no buts. There's no buts. I promise you. There's no buts. It's so, just. <laughs> I think this film is great as a Spider-Man fan because when I was a kid, the the free comic books that I read mostly were Sp- Superman, Spider-Man, and X-Men. And um, the Spider-Man films, like the 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 f- this first one, we won't get too much into the other ones because I'm sure they'll come up. But this first one, like it, really sets up that whole universe amazingly, mm. and. I think that the because we'll talk about dishonorable mentions, but it kind of parallels this discussion. Obviously, X Men is really highly regarded as like this moment in comic book films, mm-hmm. but I really don't like X Men. 
I really, really don't like the fact the first one. First one. Yeah. X two is better, but it's still not in my top like five, and it won't be spoilers. But it and it probably won't be that high in my opinion anyway. It's that one is much better than the first X Men film, but it's still not great because fundamentally it's made by a guy one who is not the best of a human being. We won't get into that because it's quite controversial. But two, yeah. it's, uh, let's not get into it. Uh, <laughs> we can't talk about it. Two, it's also a guy who I actively doesn't like comic books. He like didn't want comic books on the set. He didn't want to talk about comic books. And there's even lines in it where it's like, what do you expect us to be wearing? Blue spandex? Yes. Yes, that is what I expect you to be wearing. Yeah. I want you to be comic book accurate. And Spider-Man, Sam Raimi Spider-Man is. I know the 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 uh the the fluid coming from him is a bit weird i'm not gonna lie like the spider fluid like the webs coming out of himself is strange but i'm fine with that like it's it's an it's a choice um but the suit looks amazing it's so good why it's not higher for me is that it does have odd points in it so one the fact that everybody's like a thirty-year-old man or yeah, like mm-hmm. a person, like especially Joe Manganiello. I mean, th- yeah. Well, there's a point in it where they're in the Blumin uh, science facility where he gets bitten, and I kind of was like, "Who's the teacher here?" I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's um, um, yeah. They're, they're all clearly in their late twenties. I mean, uh, it's, it's also yeah. cold, cold start because there's a thirty-year-old man running for a school bus, and I'm like, "What's happening here?" And then you get on, and you're like, "Oh, they're all thirty-year-olds. It's fine." Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's one. Two. Although, like, it's a weird one. My second like thing that I don't like about this film is something I also really love, but it is kind of, and I'm sure you'll agree with me here, is Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin is fantastic yeah like he is amazing as the green goblin but his suit and also some of the speeches he makes are not great so like the suit is pretty the power rangey sort of green what i'm hoping is with this i'm trying to find my way home spider-man please help me find my way home (laughs) is that they kind of go because they haven't shown him they showed they showed doc ock and they showed the the goblin bomb the pumpkin bomb yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Goblin. I'm hoping he looks more comic book accurate and you just have Willem Dafoe painted as a green goblin man because he is a goblin man. He yeah. is literally a goblin looking man. So why would you not do that? And also he has like a weird Ayn Rand speech halfway through where they're mm. on like a rooftop where he's like, we're better and we should be like... But like, it's a very her. cultured reference, by the way. Well done. Thank you very much. Uh, I hate her, but yeah, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> you got a shock to thank for that. Um, but oh, I, God, yeah, it's a good, great game. Different yeah, podcast, <laughs> but the that whole bit is really weird. But overall, overall, those two things are things I dislike. Overall, it's a really strong film, right? Like, it's 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 got everything in it that makes it just like stand out as a great comic book adaptation yeah i agree i totally agree uh the first spider-man because when when we were doing the dc ones we were talking about superman and when you Mm -hmm. first saw it you think i believe i Mm -hmm. can fly Mm -hmm. spider-man had the similar kind of feel for me when i first saw it i was like i can't believe this is actually happening this guy arguably the superman film of our generation because when i saw it it was yeah yeah i mean we because was this before this was before x-men or just after x-men i think it was just after but in my my knowledge of releases is not the strongest i wouldn't take quote on that i will check the 
books. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get our, we'll get our research team on it. Um, <laughs> I'll, uh, but yeah, no, I remember because I don't think, I mean, apart from obviously... The team has come back very quick. They're very quick. Oh, they're good, so good. They're so good. Good internet connection here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's after. It's after. X-Men it's was after. in 2000 and then this was 2001. Okay. But I guess, so obviously with X-Men and Spider-Man, a year apart, but still, apart from in terms of Marvel films, I've seen Batman a lot and I'd seen Superman a lot, but I'd never seen anything outside of those really super, yeah. superhero wise. But when then these these came along, I do have a I do have a lot of affection for the first X Men film because of that. Mm-hmm. But when you go back and look at it now in the cold light of day and look at it as a film, it's not mm-hmm. the best. X Two is better, and there are other entries in the X Men series that are equally better, or even better than that, which we will get into. But yes. the first Spider Man. Um, I mean, obviously, everyone knows about the death of Uncle Ben because it's yep. uh, he's up there with Bruce's, Bruce Wayne's parents. But yep. you know, in terms of screen time, but I like the I like the way it did all that. It did the wrestling thing, yeah, and it, it, really there's, good, a, it? there's a there's a lot of ways that over the years they kind of played with that story of how yep. Uncle Ben gets killed. But um, yeah, everyone's forty five in it, and you know, it has <laughs> it, it has. It has its campy, sort of cheesy moments, especially in the dialogue, like you said. But yeah, yeah, yeah. when you watch him swinging through New York and he's doing his thing, you're like, oh my God, you just get swept away. Yeah, like, yeah totally, go. Totally. <laughs> and, and I think also this film, like, I hate to be one of these people to talk about, like, points in, like, film history. I think this film is a seminal point in film history mm. not just because of its comic book adaptation skills, but it, it is for me, because I... I I think there's a guy on YouTube who I totally recommend people watching who does like dissections of films, um, comic book related, uh, called Movie Bob, and he did one on Spider Man and its importance, and he does talk about that this film like directly was influenced by the 9/11 attacks. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was meant to have the the, the World Trade Center in there. It yeah, he was meant to catch. Out. He was meant to catch a helicopter between yeah, them or something. Which you yeah. can find those clips. Yeah they had to completely change that and there's a real sentiment particularly in a bit which again you know you could look at it as cheesy dialogue but in the wake of 9-11 and also it is a comic book film which you would find this dialogue in there you have a bit where green goblin is like forcing spider-man to pick between saving between people or the person he loves in mary jane and you've got the people of new york throwing like um uh, trash at him and like things like that being like you mess with him you mess with all of us and it mm. does have this sort of like real connection to that event that new, not just Americans, but New Yorkers specifically. Yeah. Are, yeah. Yeah. Are, are people who care about each other. And um, yeah, I think that's a great scene. And I think it's a very an emotional scene. And I think, you know, we see more of that in this franchise as well, particularly in the, the one which I guess we will discuss later. You have a really famous scene where people like stand up to Doc Ock. But um, I feel like this film's very directly influenced by that event, and it makes and, it important. And I, and in terms of its importance, I would also say that obviously X X Men came first, but Spider Man, the Sam, the first Sam, in fact, the whole Sam Raimi trilogy, mm. kind of opened the door for everything that came after. It yes. kind of said, look, superhero films aren't just for kids. They aren't no. silly. They aren't, you know, they 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 are. They can be. Yeah dominators in the box mm-hmm. office I and agree. spider-man agree. totally smashed the door open and said look su- superhero comics can be good everyone can love them 
and yeah. and then I mean I'm looking at the list and then the ones that kind of follow after it don't aren't good examples of that. I'm looking at you, Daredevil. Um but um <laughs> yeah, for certain, yeah. Um, mentions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, uh, but but I, I and the, the MCU is great, but I feel like with the right foundations that was set by the this Sam Raimi trilogy. Uh, yeah, that, I think they're the most that I think the MCU have been most strongly influenced by the Sam Raimi. Hmm. Influence, like, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there as well. Um, of any publication, DC or Marvel, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. I say yeah. that because Batman is not a superhero. Um, no, Batman's a psychopath. That's what he is. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a rich psychopath. Um, absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, everyone goes, well, what about Batman? I'm like, but Batman's not a superhero. He doesn't have superpowers. He's just got a lot yeah. of money. He's like, well, that's a superpower. I was like, well, it's not, is it? No, it's just he's not betting by a radioactive dollar bill. Um, <laughs> but Spider-Man is my ultimate favorite. And, the f- and these films will always mean yeah, a lot to me, especially when I was... I was when I was younger watching them constantly. Mm-hmm. constantly. Also, the the song, the Chad Kroger song to the end yes. of uh, Hero. I had this. I had, I had to yeah, um, yeah, I had that. I had that single. Yeah, when you could when you would buy singles, um, yeah. and uh, I just played it on repeat constantly. It was so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, and the video game as well. The video game is great. Well, Spider-Man 2, the video game's better, but we'll get into hey, that yeah, one. Yeah, too. yeah, we'll get to that one. Yeah. So what is your number four, then, moving? Well, number four, we're going to move away from Spider-Man for a minute. Okay. To someone... Soon, bye. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> he'll be back. Um, uh, someone equally cool, and that's it's inarguable how cool this character is, uh, is Blade. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned Blade, because it's, it's not on my list, but it is in my honourable mentions. That is oh, a good film. It's a good film. Blade is great. I mean, it is campy, it is comic booky, it is ridiculous at times, but it is so awesome. It is a yeah. brilliant film. Basically, yeah. Snakes is ultimately cool. I mean... I mean, not as a person, but yeah. Not as a person, but as Blade, as the as, as the vampire hunter. Yeah, he, totally. I mean, totally. I mean, his his line, which can't say because we can't swear, but his line in that, which uh, anyone should Blade will know what I'm talking about. But yeah. it's just so. I just loved it. It was so great. I was I was way too young to watch Blade when I saw it. <laughs> those films that everybody is too young to have watched. It, I think it was one of those films that was passed around school and everyone yeah. knew about it. And like, you got our friend really at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah ninety-eight. Yeah. So I would I was only like ten. So I was definitely too young to watch Blade. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, and then the other two films aren't terrible. Um, Blade Two's all right. Blade, Blade Trinity's, Trinity's terrible. I'm sorry, man. Like, what? it has Triple H in it for wrestling fans. Yeah, I, I, I'm a lover of terrible films. Like, I love watching bad yeah. films. Me and my partner and one of my closest friends, we watched uh, Cats together and got drunk because it's great. That is totally a good time. But um, Blade Trinity's not even so bad. It's funny. It's just really bad. Like, I, I really don't like that film. It's and it's a shame because I think this one is actually a good starting point for a franchise. Yeah. Um and it it's it's cheesy. It's not the it's not like you know, I I would argue obviously Spider Man, you know, is better and uh, I'm sure you would agree. But I would agree, yeah. But it's and people forget about Blade because obviously X Men came out and everybody goes on about X Men. I think maybe that's another reason I really don't like X Men. They forget mm. they forget Blade happened. Like Blade was there, it was a thing, and I think Blade gets forgotten about as a comic book property 
in comparison to X-Men and say Spider-Man, but I do think Spider-Man's better. Mm. When I think Blade does some of the things X-Men was trying to do, but better. Like yeah. I think it does those things way better. And I, I completely agree with you. Strong choice. Definitely. Strong I, choice. And, and a, a lot and a lot of people talk about Deadpool being, you know, the R-rated superhero mm. comic and stuff. And I was like, well, Blade kind of, again, didn't necessarily open the doors the same way Spider-Man did, but Blade was not for kids. Blade is an adult. No. Really so, yeah. And you know, uh Deadpool in some maybe some indirect way has something to has something to thank Blade for for that yeah. because again, Blade was Blade, it wasn't I mean, Blade wasn't well received when it came out, but it's got a cult following, you can see why, because it's a it's a great film. It's an amazing film. Love Yeah, it. yeah, totally, totally. Now it's interesting you mentioned Deadpool because that is actually my fourth film. That's a solid choice. I, I, I was teetering between putting it in or not. It's, it's really... actually Deadpool 2. Again, again, yeah. the, be- the better of the two Deadpools. Yeah, I the first Deadpool I wasn't that keen on, actually. And everybody was like, oh, you'll love it. Oh, it's really? great. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. It would probably go into my honourable mentions as well. But mm. it, I think because, again, Deadpool is not really a character in the comic books-wise that I've always been like, I really like Deadpool. I've always found him a bit more like, because obviously he's a bit of a satire on, um, oh, what's his face from DC? Is it Deathstrike or Deathstroke? Yeah, Deathstroke. 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 There is a Deathstrike, just so you know, listeners. There's a lot of, during that era of... There's a shot, there's a Deathstroke. Yeah, it's like kill shot. There's a lot of those. But yeah, he's he and I, I find him funny and he's had some good comic books. Like one of the ones I liked a lot was when he got pulled back into time into an old comic book. Mm. And uh it was an old um Spider Man comic book that yeah, he was pulled yeah. into. Um which I think's quite funny. But he's also had like some weird runs and there was Wolverine and Deadpool as a comic book run as well. And I've always felt Deadpool was kind of like a character that they kind of forced in so he didn't really feel like he had a place like x-force didn't really click for me either so when deadpool came out as a film a lot of people were like oh it's like so edgy and it's different and i feel like it appealed very much to like a certain age group of boys Mm. deadpool if i'm honest like it's a very teenagey sort of like oh he said you know a rude word whereas the the second one I thought was actually really smart. Like it went away from like the it still had jokes like that in. But See, I feel I, like the second one expanded way better in that sort of like sort of very awareness comedy. See, I agree with that. I I think I think that well that the first Deadpool is is provocative. It is it is rude and it is, you know, it's it's edgy and you know it's not something we'd seen before. I still feel like it was holding back a little bit. Yeah. And it it did follow certain plot points that you'd seen in other films. And yeah. uh but Deadpool 2, yeah, it, it it manages to do everything a bit better, a bit tighter, a bit more mm-hmm. but it still manages to take the reins off a little bit and become a bit more yeah, we're gonna see how much we can get away with now. Yeah, we and I like that. I mean, I the, like the Celine Dion opening number for me, I, yes. was, I was like, right, I mean, this is going to yeah, be awesome. Yeah. Well, the yeah. bit where I was like, this is great. And I kind of hoped they did this in the, when I saw the trailer. They did X-Force. And oh, yeah. They, uh, X-Force, like, why I think, you know, just so the listeners maybe get a bit, a bit more ex- like understanding of why I don't like the Deadpool character that much. He's, d- he's created by um, uh, Rob 
like uh what's his face oh god it is rob something rob liefeld i think that's it um who's i'll, I'll get the research team on it while you yeah, get the right research <laughs> team on it. and he also was around at the same time as uh rob liefeld thank you, thank research you very team. much uh thank you research team and you can quickly research as well the guy who created image comics for me as well i've I've forgotten his name but it's it's important to the story so the guy who created image comics like was a spider-man uh writer and cartoon uh, cartoon drawer for a very long time and um he also was working with rob liefeld a lot and they worked a lot in this period where everything was very edgy and you had characters who were the biggest giantest dudes in comic books like Ooh. and they they didn't look normal like they looked ridiculously proportioned and he's actually that guy who created image comic no rob liefeld is responsible for one of the worst drawings of captain america i've ever seen in my entire life and like i i, I don't rob liefeld seems like an all right guy um um but like he's not a good artist and uh, not that i'm a good artist either but like objectively he can't draw feet which is like an ongoing <laughs> Like he can't. Like if you genuinely, if anybody wants to Google Rob Liefeld feet, he can't draw feet. Like it just can't be done for some reason. Um, and Deadpool was a part of that sort of era of like '90s comic books, which were meant to be edgy and like dark and gritty. And he was like, "Hoo hoo, I'm funny because I like swear and stuff like that." And also, if you look at any of these comic book panels, they're so empty and like nothing there. It's just. Mm. Ugh. Um, so when they had X Force, I was kind of like, uh, I hope they just kill them because I, I really don't like X Force. <laughs> I really don't like X Force. So I was just like, oh, I hope they're all dead. And then when they all died, I just couldn't believe that was what was happening. I was actually howling at it because I was like, this is exactly what I wanted to. Happen. I mean, in a, in a, in a in that film, which is a film chock full of hilarious laugh out loud moments, that might be the best sequence so in the whole film. It's I love so that good. bit. And then we've got the, the Brad Pitt Duncan yes. Missick cameo. Yes. yes. Scars guards in it. And it's just yeah. like, oh my God. He's just watching like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I also love that the guy who survives is just the normal dude. <laughs> yeah. And he's apparently going to be in the Deadpool 3. So I can't wait to see what his character gets up to. I, I really love. So, as somebody who's not that fond of that era of comic books, that happening was like was so good. And I think Deadpool 2 was way more self aware. Than mm. the first Deadpool, I, and, and the story's compelling as well with Cable. You know, I think that's yeah, really yeah. I, I think I mean Josh Brolin's definitely getting the Marvel money, isn't he? But, oh yeah, um, oh yeah. He's, he's loving it. But um, yeah. I think, and I, I don't know whether you agree, but I think a lot of the success of Deadpool is squarely on the shoulders of Ryan Reynolds. And, oh, yeah, no, hundred percent. He like campaigned for that. I know he he's a guy who totally gets it, and he wants Deadpool to be as good as it possibly can be, mm-hmm. and he's perfect as for, to play um, Wade Wilson. Absolutely, yeah, it's just doubt. I don't, I can't. It's when I, when you think about these films and you think, oh, maybe this person could do that. I don't see anyone else being Deadpool. No, no, there is. I don't see a certain other individual. We'll talk about playing another character yeah uh yeah. maybe later but uh yes but deadpool absolutely yeah, uh, deadpool too. yeah great yeah, yeah. love it thank you thank you very much <laughs> what's uh, what's your number three so number three uh, it's a film i've actually ever seen once but okay. it was it was so and everyone i've in fact that it's so widely regarded as a brilliant film that i don't think uh it made such a impact on me is um 
Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Well, okay, that that just for spoilers is my number two. So we'll talk about it together. I I I, I thought it could be maybe your number one because I know that you like you like it as much as, much as I do. But yeah. uh, uh, I, I, that my my guess for your first choice is still the same. Yeah, we're gonna have um, the same. We're gonna have yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, oh, I mean. It's if, great, isn't it? If the if the if the upcoming Spider Man Alexa take me home um, <laughs> film manages to do multiverse half as good as this film does it, then we're on to something special. Because I think that's why I'm a little bit nervous about this one because oh yeah, it's big big shoes to fill. Yeah, but um, the blueprints there, you know, mm-hmm. they don't. Uh, and I think the anim. Uh, you're a lover. I know you're a lover of animation. I I'm a lover of animation. Yeah. The animation in this film is incredible. It's, it's just it's so good, and it's just so distinct when you're talking to all the different characters. Everyone's got their own side of theme and color scheme, and it's great. The music's great in it. And all the voice. I mean, it's got Nicolas Cage in it. Yep. Which, you know, is brilliant. Haley Steinfeld's yep. obviously great in it, um, and everyone else. I, I just remember being like, wow, they actually make films like this still. And, yeah, you know, completely. It's completely. like, it was just, because obviously, not that you get bogged down or bored of the MCU and what they offer, but a lot of their films do follow a, a similar kind of formula to a degree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a certain theme. And while the characters are different and the worlds are different, the stories are different, you can, mm-hmm. there is an argument to be made that, yeah, there is a Marvel recipe formula for the films mm-hmm. and then Sp- spider rush comes along and basically goes no we can show you a superhero film that I totally does it completely different as well and I we are go- so true and we are so going to completely show you how we can make fresh we can take a character you know so well mm-hmm. and completely show you in a way you've never seen it before completely. it was incredible i can't agree more that they completely took something that we, I think why people love it so much is that it was so fresh in comparison mm-hmm. to the Marvel mm-hmm. films that we were getting. You got something that was so different, so unique, and the animation was so important to that as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's one thing about that film that I could be like, no. I disliked this. And I think when we it's get... It's too short. <laughs> yeah, it's too, yeah it's, I want more. There's yeah. so much... Like, the, it's my number two because I, it's it's like probably like one of my favourite films in recent like film history, I guess, of my watching of films. And um, I, I, I haven't settled on whether it will be in my top films of all time in terms of like, because I have that list. Obviously, I do. Every podcast yeah. I'm on is basically a top five list. So I have <laughs> um, I, it is in my top 20, but it is rising like constantly because it's like really good. Like it's just amazingly mm. made and it's got such a compelling story. The character development is so spot on for like everybody in that film. Like even Kingpin has amazing character development in that film. Oh like, god yeah. He's so yeah. compelling. And like all of it is just so well done that I think, you know, arguably if somebody said to me this is their favorite Marvel film ever, even in the MCU ones, I would be like Good choice. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you know, we talked about last time with DC, there are films that are like, that's a good comic book film. And then there are films that are, that's a great film. Yeah. And this is one that I'm like, that's a great film. That is like, a great film. Period. Great, 
film, period. You don't need to preface it with, it's a great comic book film. It's just, it's a great film, you know? Yeah, and, and I Yeah, I loved it. I, I have also only ever seen it once, interestingly. Um, but it's one of those films that I'm just like, I was blown away when I saw it. I saw it in the cinema with uh, my partner, Simone, and her little... Uh, cousin yeah cousin and simone still fell asleep but me and her cousin were just like watching it and he's about eight and i'm like at this point 24 and the two of us are just sat there like yeah, yeah this is amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so good <laughs> um i also love at the end is probably one of my favorite like post-credit scenes ever of uh spider-man 2033 i think it is is that the or no uh spider-man uh 3000 i think it is my knowledge of that spider-man era again it's the 90s they were weird um oscar isaac as spider-man amazing that choice is so good for that spider-man um and but i love that they had the reference to one of my favorite memes of spider-man pointing at himself I love that they had that reference at the end of Spider-Man pointing at himself with future Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, oh, you're Sp-. I, that is so good. I loved it so much. So, yeah, massive. It's for me, borderline a 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10, A-star. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. I, it, like you say, 10 out of 10, nailed on, absolutely. It's, yeah. um, it's like I said, I've only seen it once, and part of the reason is because I really want to be in a position where I can just sit down and focus and watch Same. it and just yeah, say, yeah, yeah. I need to take all this in. My eyes need to absorb everything that's happening. Cause it's just- they also reference one of the worst parts in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy with the awkward dance. I'm like, that's great as well. In the beginning, they do that as well. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, totally amazing choice for your third. It is my second as well. So we'll skip my second when we get there. Um, but yeah, great choice, man. Really, really great choice. Yeah. Um, my third, we. Do you know what? I think there's something that we're we're learning about the uh, outside of the MCU films that Spider-Man is maybe one of the best properties outside of the MCU. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Spider-Man in the MCU hasn't, for me, lived up to the potential that it could be. And maybe this one, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, is a good jumping-off point for for it perhaps getting better. Because my number three is Spider-Man Two. Yes! Like, <laughs> <laughs> number two. It, it's so good. It, it's that's so your number good. two. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Like, what, that's great. We can just skip to our number one. <laughs> um, so oh, it is amazing. Like, it, for a long time until the Into the Spider Verse and our number one, because I know it's our equal number one, came, uh, came out. This was my number one MC, like Marvel film. Like, it. it I loved this film when it came out. I watched it so much. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it is instrumental with how much I love comic books. Because I remember, like, I was very young at this point still. Um, because I was born in 94. So I would have been... Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 were very influential in my comic book reading. And, like, Spider-Man yeah, yeah. 2 came out. And I was just like, this is so good. Like, this is yeah. so good. And, mm. again, it's one of those ones that I'd argue doesn't have much wrong with it. Like, I, I know people maybe like Tommy Maguire is, like, awkward and weird. And it's kind of the point, though, because, like, yeah, that's kind Peter of the Parker. reason. He's Peter Parker. And that's kind of the reason why I don't really like Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield that much, because they're too cool. I don't need them to be cool. I want them to be weird, 
awkward people because spider-man peter parker is awkward i'm awkward i <laughs> that's the point you're going to read it and be like seeing a identification with that character mm-hmm. agreed um, and maybe kids these days these kids these, these days kids. <laughs> maybe they identify with tom holland a lot i don't know but i definitely don't um, yeah i i know. i mean i just in, in in slight defense of tom holland i think he might be what you said for a new generation, what yeah. Tobey Maguire was for a generation. Yeah. Maybe with Tobey Maguire being in this one, I might be more like, oh, that's good. Because, yeah. you know, even though Tobey Maguire is not a great, a good person, he's, he's good. Yeah, apparently not. Yeah, he's not. He's, no, uh... well, on the set of two, of the original Spider-Man, Joe Maggiello was, like, told by people on the set if they could, like, uh, punch Can you him. actually hit him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which um, he was like, "No, I'm not going to do that. I will um, kill that man." <laughs> yeah. But back to Spider-Man Two. I think it has probably one of the best adaptations mm. of a comic book villain ever. Like yeah. with Doc Ock. I think it also what I think lacked in Spider-Man One was Sam Raimi's own touch on it, mm-hmm. and like mm. kind of similar to Batman and then Batman Returns. The first Batman film was very much like, it was definitely a Tim Burton film, but it didn't have all of what Tim Burton wanted to do. Whereas yeah. Batman Returns has like, the it's like Tim Burton just went to town on yeah. that. Yeah, I guess this, that Yeah, so, def- yeah, no, I guess, def- yeah, I guess that's something you find with directors who have such success with the first one, they're given more yes. free reign with the second one, and this is definitely what happened in Spider-Man 100%. And you see that most prominently in the scene where Doc Ock like, is getting his uh, arms get removed. And it mm. turns into a complete horror film. It's yeah. it's it's uh, something from the Evil Dead. Where he's I was going to say, yeah, yeah. When you write Sam, and that's why, uh, not to jump into MC, but Sam Raimi doing the to, to do the uh, Doctor Strange, the new Doctor it's Strange. Interesting, isn't it? I was like, I can really see that working. And, yeah, totally. And you're right. It's put the elements of Spider Man Two. You think this is a completely different tone from the first one. You're allowing yes. Sam Raimi to be Sam Raimi, which is why you hire Sam Raimi. Yeah, because totally. He, he makes those kind of films that we all love, really. Yeah, completely. But um, yeah, Spider-Man Two uh, is fantastic. Uh, I'm going to brag a bit. I went to the United States once, and <gasps> uh, I know, and uh, I I saw this for the first time in the cinema there. Wow! And it was uh, my. It was, was in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, it was my first experience of people cheering. Yeah, uh, at cinema, nice. and I was like, nice. "Is this a thing you guys yeah. do?" I mean, <laughs> do I join in? I, I, I think it's <laughs> more common in America. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like it, America... it absolutely is. It has yeah. so, it has sort of leaked its way into uh, British culture. They applaud. They applaud. We were going, yes, yeah. yes, bravo, well done. Yeah, um, yeah I, I <laughs> see what cheer, you did there. <laughs> you're into like they cheer for baseball, and I'm like, that's the dullest game in the world. I don't know why. You're yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I although end game, everyone was cheering and shouting because. Oh like, yeah, they were. I was there, and there's a and basically there's there's a quite a few scenes as far as I can remember where he swings around a flagpole which has the American flag, and every time yeah. they do that, they go yeah, woo. I was like, <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, that's nice. Um, <laughs> you're that, you're sat, you go back, you go back, yeah. and like there's a film about Scotland, and people yeah. are like, oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah there's uh, a Scottish flag. Yeah. It's not real. It's, it's not raining there. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just remember. I, I think because of the atmosphere of the movie theater as it is uh, that I was in, I got I got really swept up in it. And it's such a great yeah. film. It's so exciting. It it really, like you say, lets itself go mm-hmm. and do more and bigger and better than the first one, which was all, already great. Yeah, um, and and also a little bit 
tip, little tip there is this is the first DVD I ever bought with my own money with Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2, like actual physical DVD, and I, I just like, literally kept playing it around and all the special features and all that stuff. I, I think I wore it out at some point, but yeah. it was just, <laughs> I just adore Spider-Man 2. And spe- speaking of um, the video games, one of the yes. best I was about to say, this film also like spurred my Lego collection at this time because I bought every set for this oh, wow. Lego collection, uh, which I wish I still had somewhere. I bet I do somewhere. But uh, but Spider-Man 2, the video game, great as well. Like, mm. amazing video game. Yeah. So well done. And I feel like every gamer, if there's a game that people go, that's a great game, it's yeah. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. But, yeah. Amazing film, man! Like totally, like standout on oh, no, its performances. I know, um, yeah. Alfred Molina is. You took brilliant. the words in my mouth. I was about to say, what amazing casting! Like he's brilliant. like so good of an actor, anyway. Like he's such a good actor, and like to get somebody of his quality, I think that's the interesting thing about like some of the films in this period. You got some like really amazing quality actors to be in films, which a lot of people at that time were like, "Ooh, comic book films." That's not great. And his performance as like Doc Ock, I think, completely raised that character up. Because again, uh, Doc Ock by this point had changed in the comic book, I believe, uh, from my recollection. But Doc Ock for a long time was just kind of like this very throwaway sort of like Spider-Man villain. Not that he wasn't important, like he was an important character, but he didn't really have emotional depth. Like Mm. he was just like a criminal who had octopus arms who kept robbing banks. Um, And like this... I think it changed prior to this, but this obviously propelled, unlike Mr. Freeze, who was changed due to the adaptation on animation that we discussed before in terms of Heart of Ice. Mm-hmm. This, I think, already had changed where Doc Ock had more of a like backstory, which yeah. was tragic and like he lost. But I feel like this film very much made it its own and made that like a very front featuring part of Doc Ock's mm. character, where we got to see that more in the comic books now. And, and we've had an amazing run um called superior spider where peter parker dies spoiler uh, he dies loads of times uh, but he uh, peter parker's dies and doc ock takes the mantle of spider-man um and like it's kind of weird he does it through changing their like um consciousness so he takes spider-man's body and he realizes that peter parker was like this really amazing human being and he like needs to live up to that like mantle of spider-man and um it's an amazing run and it like adds a lot to spider-man to doc ock but i think without this film we probably wouldn't have had that like attachment to doc ock anymore yeah yeah like the only reason we're excited to see it in like finding a way home where's my home please help me is that it's the the only reason we're excited is because of how good this film is like that's the only reason we're really excited um so like love that film the only thing i would say um is uh doc ock should be dead right like i know he in like drowned I mean, but i mean there's points where spider-man a radioactive man who has super strength punches a dude who's just a dude he would kill him right i mean you're you're opening a massive can of worms there i mean we could we could dissect every comic book film that's ever existed and find that's true. That's and true. Trying, it's a very you know, good point. I mean, I go back saying, to something. I, I go back to something I said on the MCU podcast. When you look at Scarlet Witch, her powers fluctuate so much. Yeah, Every, everyone's yeah. does. It's like yeah. Thor's a demigod, but he yeah. can't. He can't aim for the head. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, but 
you know, we're fine with it. <laughs> there is one last scene I want to touch on before we get to our number one, uh, which for us, I'm not going to lie, we're doing well on time here, man. It's probably because we've overlapped on a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> but the, I think the train sequence is just one of the best action sequences. Oh, in yeah. Like, absolutely and i alluded to it before with the moment where they all go he's just a boy and then stand in doc ock's way um but that is like an amazing scene they carry him you know that it just there's everything about that the action sequence is amazing the actual fight that they're on the train is fantastic but then the emotional gravity of it's so good mm. too yeah sam sam is really managed to get a lot done in that film and so many levels it's you know the emotional depth of it because back to the doc Ock thing now from melina part of what mm. makes a good villain a good villain uh, for me is when you can kind of empathize and you can see yes. where they're coming from outright villains who are just you know evil and kill things because they're evil and kill things it they're not as interesting where you've got like a bit of layering you see well obviously doc Ock what happens to him is horrendous mm. and you can totally get where he's come from. And Alfred Molina gives that performance much more gravitas than you've seen in most comic book films. Where, and something the MCU kind of has a problem with is villains with, you know, personality or uh, until Thanos came along a little bit. Mm. But um, mm-hmm. I think Alfred Molina is great. And um, Sam Raimi, back to what I was saying, really manages to do a whole spectrum of things in that film and yes. does them all really well. The train scene, like you say, it's it's so gripping, it's so tense. Every time you watch it, you're like, is it going to stop? Even though you know it is. But you you always, part of you thinks maybe he's not going to do it. It's so well done that you just, mm-hmm. it's constantly keeping you on the edge. And I love mm-hmm. that. Film. I, mm-hmm. When you said, oh, we're going to talk about a same scene, I thought you were going to talk about this scene where, you know, the the kissing scene. But isn't that in the first one? Or is that that's in the first one. That's in the first one, but I still think that's a really great scene. I know people it's, are like, I think it gets parodied so much. I was like, but that's a really well done scene. Yeah, it's an amazing you know? scene. Yeah, it's, it's great. Well done. But most importantly, mm. you know, I, we can talk about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man forever, right? And yeah. I'm sure it will come up again in probably our dishonorable slash honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's our number one. It's, it's top of the pops. Yeah. You know, it's it's the film that I think both of us are going to be like, it, it's, this is it. And I'm, I'm sure I'm right in saying that your number one is my number one, which is Logan. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Talk about films that are just not great superhero films. This is the definitive version of this is a great film, period. Regardless of genre, regardless of anything that came before Mm X-Men-wise, this film. And also talk about last outing, send-offs, perfect. Yes. I, I... I'm, I'm gonna. I'll put my hands up. I cried. I cried. I cried. It yeah, was I had. I had tears in my eyes, man. I, I remember. I was like holding Simone's hand as I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this, this is, is it." He's actually. This, this is it. Oh, oh man, because I because oh. we've grown up with X Men from 2000 yeah. all the way to Logan, which was 2017. I want to say. Uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, I believe you're right. 2017. You're right. Check yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah. we don't need to out, go to the books on that one. Stand out <laughs> in the um, uh, But I mean, that's 17 years. And what uh, we're obviously talking about Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, but Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I don't think there's a 
for me, there's no actor as synonymous with a role in my experience, in my film, that mm. I could really put... There probably would be if I really stopped to think about it, but for playing that role for 17 years is incredible. And the way he gets to end that, his performance in that film, in fact, everyone's performance in that film is incredible. Yeah. And the way he gets to end that and, like I say, his performance, the... Mm. The, the emotional heft that film has is ridiculous, mm-hmm. but the action is gritty. It's it's just amazing. It's everything yeah. everything you'd want from a film. Completely, I can't. I I I everything you said. I just got hundred percent agree with you. I think like the the film itself is based on a comic book that I actually massively dislike. Old Man Logan. Old Man Logan. A, Logan yeah. Yeah. Old Man Logan is a comic book that I think like Mark Millar is a writer as well. Like if he if you ever listen to this, Mark Millar, stop writing. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> like, I I I really immensely dislike his work and people. I think again, he's like somebody who's this. I'm really edgy guy because he did Kick Ass. He did. Um, Oh, he did one which I really hated, which was like Marvel Comics, but it was like Batman. But instead of being good, he's like, you know, doing or uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. But it's it's really unpleasant and stuff happens in it that's just really grim and like it's just torturing people and stuff. And he's very edgy as a writer. And I think the only comic book I really liked by him was Red Sun, which is like what if Superman was uh, landed in Soviet Russia rather than mm. USA, which is actually a really good comic. Um, but Old Man Logan is just a prime example of like the edginess that I really, really, really didn't like. Mm. Um, and you know, it's based in this post America where the supervillains have won uh, by teaming up together. Um, and Wolverine, spoilers, I don't care, it's not great. Uh, Mysterio like tricks Wolverine into thinking that the X Mansion's under attack, so he kills mm-hmm. everybody. But it turns out he kills all of the X Men. Yeah, uh, and it's he's responsible. And um, he's like going on this journey with a blind um, Hawkeye and the two of them are traveling across this like awful place. Hulk is also in it and he's gone like become a supervillain as well, basically. And he's also keeping She-Hulk captive and like forcibly. Look, it's really grim. It's really bad. It's very heavy, like reading. But He's essentially raping She-Hulk and it's really awful. Like, it's so bad. It's so Mm. bad. And I'm sorry to bring the mood down because it's, like, appalling. But to bring the mood back up, to bring it right back up, this film took that concept of an old, like, been, has been superhero uh, that is uh, uh, Logan, that is Wolverine, Mm. and took Old Man Logan. And not only did it take that concept and make it better, I think it actually made a statement and a comment about, like, a lot of different aspects of life and cinema and i think it did something that like that comic book never could do ever like full stop and it does so much about like genre bending because you know i feel in many ways um you know i'm gonna put my academic hat back on here um if this film had come out the year that i did my ma i would have written about this film because i wrote about like westerns a lot of the time Mm. and i feel this like film very much epitomizes like the end of like western yeah, uh, yeah. super like heroes because western comic books uh were a big thing back in the day and like cowboys were the bigger like property than superheroes and it's kind of fitting that perhaps the end of that narrative comes in the form of like a superhero film that's surpassed and has replaced 
those films, those cowboys, mm. those like uh, uh, westerns. And I feel Logan does that like amazingly. It does like this end of a character's life that you are seeing like him slowly break down and like he's got nothing left. It's got a lot of comments about our society, like our dystopian sort of like look into mm-hmm. Logan's world has a lot of parallels to what perhaps we're seeing automation in like our roads and like our lifestyle. And then we see that in augmentation of human body, which I think is really interesting as well. Like, I just feel it has so much to say yeah. that, that no other comic book film really has achieved. Like, it, yeah, it's it, so good. Um, it says it all so eloquently. So Yeah, way better than I just did, because that was a ramble. No, you, that, was, that was great. I was, just, I, was just, I was just lost in what you were saying. It was all completely... <laughs> I was kind of lost in my own I, complete, I, was like, oh my God. I completely agree with that. I think it's, it's, it's impossible to overestimate how good and how well done this film is mm. and how everything just comes together so Completely. beautifully honestly i was just in awe of it when i watched it, it and, was... uh, there's there's only one thing in that film that would change it for me to be even better but i've told it to everybody and they've gone perhaps it would be too much is when you know when logan puts the rage serum in mm-hmm. uh, to like go do on that one last berserker rage that he has yeah. Uh, instead of hearing things, I think it should have gone silent, and uh, we should have had hurt by Johnny Cash playing as he's like running <sighs> in, like, cutting people up because we know that's him going to die. He knows it is. He knows this is it because like there's no way he would be able to like survive. So yeah. he's going in to save her, to save like the, whatever's left, and just go for it. And he does it, and I think we—it's cool anyway. The action is phenomenal in that scene, oh, anyway. Yeah. Him, like running through, slicing people apart. Also, Wolverine has always been a character who needed an R rating because he's got claws in his bloody hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's always needed an R rating. So with the X Men films, when he's no blood and things like that, I've always been a bit like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. Um, whereas this had that, and that scene, I just think the silence. It's like instead of like hearing him scream and roar, as it were, just we see that and there's no roar, it's just silence, and then hurt kicks in by Johnny Cash. I think you might have to something there. I mean that kid I'm I'm picturing it now and yeah, I'm just that's the only thing in that film. And I mean to say that's the only thing that I would have wanted maybe I'll, maybe I'll put the DVD on mute yeah. and uh, play the song. <laughs> Uh, but you're totally right everything you said objectively about that film when we started discussion with the performances the cinematography the action scenes the the soundtrack the story like it all is just perfect you know and and my and again i it's again hard impossible to overestimate and i want to say it again because i've feel like i need I, I feel so uh passionate about it is hugh jackman as wolverine for me has been the the one of the pivotal characters mm-hmm. in, in my growing up from mm-hmm. when i was watching the first x-men to now and mm-hmm. um, i just think even in the other even in the wolverine films which aren't as good and x-men some of, a couple of the x-men films are hardly good but he's in it he still manages to raise the bar to a point where he is brilliant wolverine you want to see him you just want to see him even that bit in is it 
uh, is it days of no? It's, it's um, first class where he walks mm. into the, they walk into the bar yes. and say, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's there for a second. You're like, where are you? I need you. You need to come back into this film. I don't. Yeah, I, it's yeah, not yeah. about you or your timeline, but I need you in this film because you just mm-hmm. he's so um, enigmatic and he's so uh, not enigmatic. It's not um, charismatic. Charismatic and he's so he, he fills the screen and he's his presence and you just think. Anything he was in as Wolverine, as Logan, I was just, I just couldn't wait to see it. And I think, and this film is the perfect send off. Yeah, it's totally. so well done. I totally. never want to see him as Logan again. I no. just leave it. I'm a, I'm a big believer in leave things to lie. Don't bring it back. If no, it, I agree. There's not, there's no, there's no way this would end well if you brought no. him back. That's I it. also think um, they should like. Um pause on doing logan as a character for a while like yeah just, just for, you know like I, I i think there could be a, an actor to come along to play um wolverine but, well the river um, is down the radcliffe but yeah i i'm gonna make that argument forever but the, <laughs> i i totally think that would be good casting because he's more comic book accurate but that's fine because yeah. i know you're right like for the cinema the cinema he is the definitive wolverine and this film is like the diff like i just think it's as I said before, I think it does more than just, you know, this is Logan's last story. I think it has a mm. statement to say. And I think, yeah. interestingly enough, we talked about a film which I think tried to do this for DC last time, and we both put it in dishonorable mentions, which was Joker. Yeah. Joker mm-hmm. tried to do this, and it couldn't do it. It couldn't yeah. do it because uh, it just didn't do what this film does. No. Um, for me, because obviously I grew up reading X-Men comics, I've always wanted to see a Logan who's small, stocky, like, I've always wanted yeah, to see mm-hmm, that. So mm-hmm. I was kind of cool with the idea of Daniel Radcliffe. I think that's actually a good idea. But I respect that people who are used to the adaptation on screen will be like, what? Because Hugh Jackman is just the polar opposite of that, you know? Yeah, I bet. I mean, if you've seen Danny Rickard's latest film, Guns Akimbo, where he basically runs around with guns strapped to his hands, it's the same mm. as claws, but they're guns. Um, yeah, it's so, the same you know, thing. It's, it's the same, same thing. But, you know what, I, I, I have nothing but respect for Danny Radcliffe. He is always mm. going to be Harry Potter, and no matter what he does, he's, but he will go out his way to do whatever he can. Yeah, I think, I think he's a good actor. He's a right? good actor, and I, yeah, yeah. And I can, I, I'm not saying he will be, he, I mean, no one's ever going to be, let's just put it out there, no one's ever going to be Hugh Jackman. We no, know that, no. but you're right. Let it lie for a while, quite a while, and yes. we'll see where we are. And, I think that was the d- problem with doing the Joker in Batman series because when it's they brought Jared, mm-hmm. yeah, when they brought Jared Leto in, who one not a good actor in my opinion, but two, um, the the well, not that he's a bad actor, but just not a good Joker actor. Sorry, but no. two, um, you know, Heath Ledger, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Dark Knight series, he is one of the better things in those series, one of the best yeah. things in those series. And to try and like emulate that slash try and follow that, it's not going to work. And I think that's what they've got to do with Wolverine. Just leave it be. Just leave it be, yeah. you yeah. know? Just mm-hmm. leave it be for a good... Like when you bring the X-Men in, which they will have to, and I think they should because they're great characters, do Storm because Storm's great and you can be you can have a link to Wakanda, which is something that happens sadly with the passing of Chadwick Boseman. We're not going to see Black Panther and Storm sort of marriage that happens. Yeah. But, um, Storm, do uh, Iceman, do Beast. Beast eh, maybe Beast, but Beast is original character of the original X-Men, so it could work. But I think you should do a team of X-Men who are a little bit more 
you know, some that we've seen. So we've got familiarity. So the mm. Storms, the Cyclopses, the Jean Greys. But then yeah. some newer ones, some new guys yeah. who haven't had the limelight as much as they should have. Yeah, you know, I do. Like... I, I do wonder though, because if they bring the X Men in, obviously you've got you've had your you've had two Xavier's, you've had two Magnetos. Yes. Where they have to bring in new blood. They need to bring in people we haven't seen before, or come up with some idea that is so good that allows us to disassociate ourselves from everything that's come before, which yeah. is hard. It's going to be hard. hard. It's not. It's way easier to introduce the Fantastic Four into this universe because... I mean, yeah, because we've all forgotten about those terrible, terrible films. I was about uh, to say, which maybe leads us... If, 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 we, if we're done talking about how amazing yeah. Logan is, which... I mean, I I'm never done talking about it, but no, we I, have so I, much time. I, would, I was about to say, I wish I could write it. I wish I could go back and write that dissertation, but the film wasn't out. Um, but the this leads us, I guess, to honourable slash dishonourable mentions. And I think dishonourable is a little bit easier today than it was with DC. Well, well, well there's a lot of bad DC films, but the, with dishonourable mentions, the Fantastic Four films obviously come straight to mind. They are not... All, 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 all of them. All, all of them. them. There's mm-hmm. nothing in that. The only thing that's redeemable in those Fantastic Four films, particularly the first two, the, fir- the, the Fanforstic we'll get onto, but um, the the first two is that Doctor Doom looks like Doctor Doom. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. that's yeah. the only thing that I'm like, that's cool because it looks like bloody Doctor Doom. Whereas the, um, by the way, listeners, I'm substituting the amount of times I should be swearing with the word bloody because I swear a lot in my personal. <laughs> but the, the um, with so, so with those films. You know, they're so bad. There's nothing to them that I go, oh, I really like that. Why does the thing look like that? Why does the thing look like that in both of those films? He doesn't look good in the, the one from the early noughties and he doesn't look good in the fan stick. They both are terrible. <laughs> like, I hate those films, man. I really like Fantastic Four 2, so I hate those films. I, I I agree. The only thing that managed to come out of those films on Skate was Chris, Chris Evans, who managed to do for himself. I know, um, good for him. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, I... No, I mean... They ruined, I, they ruined Galactus as well, like... Why? Why was he a giant cloud? Like, yeah. why was he a giant cloud? Like, what? What? Yeah. I mean, looking, I'm looking at the timeline of Marvel films. So after Spider-Man 2002, you had Daredevil, X2, uh, Hulk, uh, The Punisher. Uh, well, Hulk, terrible, terrible. But I yeah. feel like a bigger discussion for us is X-Men because I feel like you have more time for X-Men than I do. Because I, I do, I do. I really have so little time for those films. Like really little time in that time period between Spider Man and let's say the first Iron Man, so two thousand and eight. You've had you've had Fantastic Four, two of them. You had X Men: The Last Stand, which was not a great film. You had mm. Elektra, you had Daredevil, you had Hulk, you had Ghost Rider, which wasn't a great film either. Blade I Trinity. love those no. films. They're cheesy. No, good. They're, they're easy. I mean, they're... I love Nick Cage, but even I have my limits. Um, uh, no, I mean but... they're not good. They're not good, but they're fun. They're a good time. No alcohol. Well, no, good time. Alcohol True. required. But Fantastic Four for me was just a, a, in a batch of not great Marvel films and a lot of yeah. these are in my dishonorable mentions. They I have not seen um how do you say it? Fantastic Four Stick. Um Fan Four Stick. Um yeah, 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 because yeah. I I just can't I just can't bring myself to do it. Uh, no, it's, it's terrible. I didn't like That's the trailer right. and everything I've heard about it is basically it's it's like a special it's, it's, it's like it's like 
the way I look at that film is as if like somebody went, let's make a Fantastic Four film. And then somebody in the room just started shouting about like they wanted it to be like this. But then that person became the loudest person in the room and nobody else listened. Like nobody Ooh. else listened other to that person. And that person just kept shouting, we've got to get this in there. We've got to get that. Because it's also based on like loosely based on like Ultimate uh, Fantastic Four. which mm. The Ultimate Universe was bad anyway. Like the only thing that was saved from the Ultimate Universe was Miles Morales. Um, uh, the rest of it was pretty much, I think there's some other little bits that they kept, but like the rest of it was just canned. Like the yeah. ultimate universe was pretty bad. And to base a, 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 I feel like that person shouting was a fan of the ultimate universe. Yeah. Wanted it to be like made, which don't do that. Don't, don't do the ultimate universe. It's bad. It's real bad. Yeah. You know, like there's a reason Marvel comics got rid of it because it was bad. Yeah. The, the um, casting, the casting suggestion I would, I've heard, and really in favor of for Fantastic Four is for um, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. I've I, that I'm, too. I'm all for, I'm all for that. I think that'd yeah, be good. Yeah. Um, I, like I say, I have faith in everything Marvel are going to do going forward because yeah. they've, they've earned that. But with X Men, Fantastic Four has X Men has a legacy. In, in one regard, Fantastic Four is its own legacy for more negative reasons. So yes. bringing it in has trepidations. And they've obviously had a lot of time to think about it. Otherwise, they might have done it by now. Or yeah. they would have thought of... There's no... They are bringing, They are doing it. It's just... Yeah. I don't know if they fully figured it out yet. Well, but Fantastic we'll Four, I think, is easier to bring in. Because obviously, mm-hmm. as you say, there's a legacy of bad films. So it's easier to sort that out. And I also think it's just easier to bring into the universe. Like yeah. you could easily say that the uh, space mission that had Fantastic Four on them uh, were, got lost in space and they've only just come back to Earth. Done. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. Um, you don't need to expand. And maybe the Guardians found them and brought them back or something like that. You know, yeah. you can you can easily do that. Also, Doctor Doom is like a definitive Marvel. Yeah, movie. yeah, like, Absolutely. He's like as powerful or as top important. Tier. He's like yeah, he's like tier one, top tier super mm-hmm. villain level. Mm-hmm. So bringing him in also gives you an added aspect of somebody that you could easily make Thanos levels of villainy, um, and have that. And also, as you say, like Thanos is like they make him like very compelling, way more compelling as the Thanos from the comic book because the Thanos in the comic book wants to like marry death essentially um because death has a a physical personification in the marvel universe um but you know in in the film they gave him a very compelling backstory in i feel like with dr doom you could just make him like a really nasty like piece of you know i can't swear on this podcast but you could make him a real bad guy and 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 go with that really far Mm. um because he is he's maniacal he's evil you know, and and that's why you want him in there. So that'd be yeah. interesting to bring into the MCU. The X Men definitively are going to be way harder to bring in because their backstory is something that's established that it's human genetic change that's creating mutants, right? Yeah, they've already established a universe. Kind of, they've tried to retcon it a bit with um, Scarlet Witch, with. Um, you know, um, I'm the Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch TV show, because I'm not calling it WandaVision. It's just the Scarlet Witch. That bit where she calls her the Scarlet Witch in that show, I was 
howling with laughter. That was not good. You're the Scarlet Witch? Oh, I was like, oh, this is terrible. Um, but they've tried to retcon it a bit by saying that she always had her powers. So I feel like they're trying to establish that like they weren't actually changed by the uh, Soul Stone. They, mm. They're actually always had mutant powers, which is okay. You're having to jump through a lot of hoops to get this sorted. Yeah. Um, and the X-Men, unfortunately, def- like they have that issue that they are established within canon of Marvel Comics as something that's always existed. So yeah. then to try and bring them into the MCU without trying to do... I guess you could say the click change, but then that again is definitively changing their backstory as well, which as a as a comic book which is so like closely linked to the like allegories of civil rights having it that people got their powers because they got clicked kind of does away with that allegory which Mm. is kind of bad (laughs) like so they shouldn't do that so x-men are really hard to bring into the mcu um do do you so you so you've seen one division correct yeah yeah, so do you think the, just to touch back on your point there, in terms of introducing them, do you think the Evan Peters thing, spoilers, by the way, um, the Evan Peters thing is just simply a, hey, I, I think, yeah, or, I think is it that, or is it a very small part one of a bigger plan, or is it just I, a, think, I think it, I hope it's a bigger plan of part one, but I have a feeling it's like a, because hey, the way they like changed his name into like him being a stupid character's name, I can't remember what it was and how throwaway it was. Also, that obviously that that program had production issues because it like production got like affected by COVID, so you know it probably didn't end in the way that it wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I feel that that won't probably come up again, which is a shame because it's a real waste of what yeah. Peters could have to that yeah, yeah, he yeah. was one of the best things from what I personally think was a really bad trilogy of films the first one was not bad with Days of Future Past still not great I'm not going to be like oh it's really good it's it's still not great but it was definitely a standout film amongst some bad X-Men films because I, I would put X-Men just that whole catalogue of films probably in my dishonourable mentions I think X-Men I didn't like I definitively didn't like that film because I didn't see that when it first came out because I was still very young. So I watched it retrospectively, like at a similar time I was watching Spider-Man 2. And I I was like, Spider-Man 2 is way better as a film. This is not good. And then X2 is better for me. I think mm. it's way enjo- more enjoyable. It does the whole... It's essentially, it's essentially a Wolverine film. It's essentially Wolverine because it's the Weapon X program. So it's essentially a Wolverine film with X-Men peppered in. You know? I, I like X2. I think it's, yeah. it's enjoyable. I do, I do really like it. I prefer Days of Future Past. Uh, not Days of Future Past. Uh, first, first Class. class. Yeah. Yeah, first, class first, first Class. First Class would probably be my... Ooh, maybe... Yeah, second favourite. Uh, yeah, I guess. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, I, 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 I mean, I, if we're counting Logan, because I guess we have yeah, to. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, but there's uh, first class in terms of hitting the reset button on characters we already knew, yes. and then bringing in does really does really it's, well. That it's just a shame that that was amazing reset. Days of Future Past was a solid follow up, and then everything after that was just trash. Like yeah. everything, Apocalypse was trash. Dark Phoenix was trash. 
Like, I don't know why they kept going with oh, it. Like, oh, God. Yeah, I, I've put Apocalypse Dark, uh, Dark Phoenix in my dishonorable mentions. Oh, oh the, I just don't like any of them. Oh, <laughs> any of the people? That, yeah, I and mean, Oscar Isaac is an actor I love as well, and they just ruined that. I was yeah. like, oh my god! But oh. it's it's the same as we said about Jamie Fox earlier, or I said rather, is you've given a really good actor a really bad role. Yeah. Just, yeah, he he's only got you can only do so much, and yeah. Apocalypse has nothing. It's terrible. Really, it's just... One of my things I really begrudge as well, there's a moment in the trailer, I think it's that one or Dark Phoenix, where you see James McAvoy going, I don't know what to do! I don't know what to do! And they cut that out of the film, and I'm like, why did you cut that out of the film? Because at least I could have laughed at that. It's hilarious, and they just cut it, and I was like, ah, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. As, as, as a massive fan of James McAvoy, and he might oh, actually, he's actually be, might be my man crush. Uh, he he's can amazing. do anything. He can do anything he wants. So well, uh, I, I was very fortunate to see him in Syrio de Bergerac, which was amazing. Like he uh, was so good in that. Like he was phenomenal, man. Like yeah. if you ever find like a recording of that, because I think it was recorded. Watch it, because wow, like he was so good. He's so good in everything. Got yeah, James yeah. McAvoy. Yeah. He's only good well, thing but, like glass. Yeah, I was about to say even these. Like he is good in these. It's just. They're so bad. And him and him is obviously um, Charles and uh, Michael Fassbender and Eric. You know they're great. The whole thing they do in first class, that whole dynamic is brilliant, and I think it does get lost a bit in Days of Future Past. I think it gets too caught being a comic book film. Yes. Yeah. I not a it. good comic book film. (laughs) Well, it's it's too busy trying to do the uh, you know the. Time travel, yeah, yeah, crossover yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. and it's not focusing yeah. on the characters as much. Yeah, which, I think you know, I agree. For some people, but not for me. Uh, I really want to get spend time with the characters, and I really want to invest in them. But I don't Same. think it gives us a lot of that. And no, it first class it really does. It does. And, it does. Um, I think that's the thing. Like Magneto and Professor X are just such great characters, and they've mm. had amazing actors play them. Like the uh, only thing I liked in X Men was their performances, Ian McKellen yeah. and um, Patrick Stewart. They are Mm -hmm. amazing opposite each other. And again, it's one of the examples I was talking about earlier of big name actors with great performances actually coming in to perform in films that people were probably passing on. And they they really defined those two characters in that. And again, James McAvoy and uh, Michael Fassbender did the same thing in, in their adaptations of it. If there was a way that we could somehow have them but not have any of the baggage... Because that's the thing, when we have this connected multiverse, and this is perhaps maybe a good way to to link us back and round up to end the podcast. Um, because unless you've got any more dishonorable mentions, because I've gotten passionate enough about I, bad films. I have a couple, <laughs> I have a couple more, but yeah, we can... So, I mean, one we don't really need to talk about because everyone dislikes it as Daredevil. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's... The TV series was much better, but it had its, it had oh, its ups yeah, and downs. But, I mean, Charlie, uh, Charlie Cox? Yeah, Charlie Cox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's great as Matt Murdock, and that yeah. TV show did infinitely better. And, you know, just Daredevil. Electra as well, obviously, yeah. is not great. Uh, Men in Black 3, not a great film. No, um, terrible. I, uh, I've 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 divided I've I've made a third category of just meh films. Um, so it wasn't but, agreed. No, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the agenda. Um, but my, my 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 last dishonorable mention is Spider-Man Three. Um, oh, sh- sorry, I almost swore. We've got to talk about that. No, we've yeah. got to talk about. 
Are we just I, going to talk about the finger pointing or the no, or the no, dancing? No, 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 I am, and every friend I know who like knows me um, knows. Even my manager, who is a good friend of mine, but he learned this very soon because he's a big comic book fan. I am an apologist for that film. That yeah. is actually that is actually in my honourable mentions. Okay, okay. right, and I am going to make a really solid argument to why. Right, okay. Start. Firstly, Sandman. Okay, phenomenal, right? And every person I know knows that I've said this multiple times, hence why I'm pretty good at saying it. The moment where he wills himself back into existence from the picture of his daughter is... if you Are you telling me you weren't moved by that? Oh my god. Like, genuinely, oh my god. Okay? Secondly, secondly, right? Venom shouldn't have done it. Not good. No, Venom's absolutely not. And okay. I, I hate uh, it. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, no, but not Spider-Man in the black suit. And I will make an argument why Venom is bad. I don't think Venom's a good character anyway. I'm not the biggest fan of Venom in the comic book. He's again from the '90s. It was a weird time. But the with 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 Spider-Man, I'm collecting my thoughts. With Spider-Man <laughs> in the black suit. Okay. It's cringy. It's unbearable to watch it makes you uncomfortable and that's the this point is really so, this is a really sad no, no, that's, that's the point you're not meant to want him to wear the spider-man suit you're not wanting him to wear the black one because he's meant to be unbearable you're meant to be watching it like oh my god this is so cringy because you don't want him to be wearing it everybody's like oh it's so cool and edgy it's not cool and edgy you went he's not meant to wear it he's meant to be spider-man a good person and this is turning him into a bad person. It's making him into a poor human being. And thirdly, the, my final point, <laughs> my, my final point, oh my, James Franco, bad guy in real life, good actor in this. Like he's, he's I completely disagree with you. No, I, no I'm sorry. There was no, one thing no, I could change about the entire trilogy: no, James Franco never gets cast. No, him eating that pie in that shot. <laughs> <laughs> him eating that pie in that shop are you telling me that that's not good because that's also also if you think about it when the car drives past the only place he could have gone is on his knees hiding I, I'm, 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 so, I'm sorry James Franco inspires no fear as a villain whatsoever if he came up to me and said I'm going to kill you I'd be like yeah alright mate whatever <laughs> I, he just—he's just always smiling, even when he's not smiling. He's somehow smiling. It's ridiculous. I just like—I—I I, I think uh, it's not the best. How he's got to where he's got to in life, I have no idea. Yeah, probably being a bad person. His, the, his <laughs> brother is a much better actor than he is. Yeah, he's—he well, also is not a good person. Yeah, they're not. Like but him. he's a yeah. horrible guy, James Franco. But the—the—the—I—I the, I do think there are elements of the. the I think that film gets slagged off to no end. Because of the whole da 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 scene, but overall, that film is not as bad as that scene, and that scene is meant to be bad. You're meant to hate it because you're not meant to want him to wear the suit. And knowing Sam Raimi, that was intentional. Also, Sam Raimi didn't really want to make that film; he wanted to do Vulture. But like the the, I think Sandman massively big tick. I'm happy with everything. Even him killing... I will, um, I will say Sandman was good. Thomas Hayden Church is great. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, really, I, I, I'm actually I really defensive about this. I don't, I yeah. don't, really, I just don't understand why you had to then go. Oh yeah, we'll bring uh, James Franco back in as the Green Goblin. It's like no, no, we don't because, need that. Uh, because character wise, character development through the three films, it makes sense. Yeah, but it it's, does. Just, it's it James does. Franco though. I just can't. It does. <laughs> it does make sense. I'm not. You, you know what? You're right. I just can't. James Franco. Sorry. Like I look. I'm not saying he's the best thing in that film. That's why it's point three. It's not my I number just, one. Number one. Sam I just man. don't. I don't think he has the ability to give it the gravitas it needs. <sighs> I just don't. I don't buy it. Oh, James Franco. I, I, like, so I totally agree, and you're right. That is a moving moment when he bombs oh, himself back. I will yes. totally agree with that. Yes. It's just after the well, heights, okay. after the heights of the first two, it's a massive downer for me. It's, right, it's, so the first one's an A, the second one's an A star. This one's probably like a D plus to a C minus for me. Like it's it's not bad yeah. it's not terrible what, what about my second point right if those are my three points how have i swayed you on the second? the first one i've clearly swayed you right okay right. <laughs> i haven't got you on the third point with him eating pie but the second point is that you're well, not they shouldn't be venom i agree <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the redeeming part of it there shouldn't be venom <laughs> Oh, oh, that's that's the other thing. Tough for Grace again is not. Yeah, well, no, that, it's um, real bad. I agree with you. I, I don't think that's good. But the, the, I just my... feel it does. The, I I feel for me as a film, it does more things wrong than it does right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm gonna. Oh, you know what? We haven't got time, and also, <laughs> I don't think any of the listeners are going. Ian's right in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's. We, we could do a, sa- a Sam Raimi special and really get into this one. Yes, day. maybe on the anniversary. But the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. I, I've been on the losing side of this argument a hundred times out of a hundred. Oh, so let's let, let's talk about some of the films we do love to end. Okay. So the first Spider-Man I had in my honorable mentions, of course. Yeah. Uh, X two. I had, I've already mentioned that. First yeah. class, obviously. Yeah, great. The Punisher, Thomas Jane version, obviously. Yeah, forgotten about, but really. Yeah, yeah not really the Mark Wahlberg one. Um, no. uh, Kingsman, one. Yeah, interesting. Like, yeah. it's one that I've seen a lot of people put quite high on their lists, but. Yeah, it is I do like the first Kingsman. Yeah, yeah no, the second it's one good... is. No, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, as good. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the scene in the church is incredible. I love yeah, that scene. Yeah, really to free, free Bird. Oh, and great. then we have I, a Kingsman coming up. Which a Kingsman, yeah. Um, Deadpool it's, one Mark, two. it's Mark Millar again, which I'm not. Yeah, sure I know. Yeah. That's also Matthew Vaughn, so it kind of balances out a wee bit. Yeah, so, it's true. It's true. Um, Deadpool 1 and 2, I have. We already talked yeah, about yeah, them. Already talked about them. I'm a massive fan of anything that's meta or breaks the fourth wall. I, I love that kind of stuff. So for so, me, it was just yeah, full really of it. Good. Um, really in my meh column, I've got, um, you know, Venom. It's, I like Tom Hardy. It's honourable. It's honourable. It's honourable for me. It's fair. You know what? Yeah. I, I can't argue with that. For yeah, me, it was. Dishonorable. For me, I, I just like watching Tom Hardy lose his, lose his mind. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just, um, I don't like as I've already mentioned. I don't like Venom as a character. He comes from the '90s, which was a weird time for comics. And yeah. uh, I always thought Carnage was a bit more cool. But now we've got the new one. Here comes the Carnage. What about the Carnage? Where's Carnage? And it just total it, Carnage. Yeah, total <laughs> Carnage. And I just think it looks rubbish. And. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just did nothing for me. I've yeah. spoken to friends before who've been like, no, nah, it's okay. And I'm like, Ugh, is it? I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm losing Spider-Man 1 and 2. They're okay. Terrible. 
They're not terrible. terrible. They're they okay. are terrible. They're okay. Oh, come on. Come on. Like, uh, in this, I've talked about before in the first one. I swear we've talked about this on the podcast before. In the MCU in the, podcast, I think it was. Yeah, where I was like, in the first one, you've got him being a lizard. I definitely did. I definitely did. And, like, he's talking about, Dr. Connors is like, oh, I love lizards. I wish I was a lizard. <laughs> and Peter Parker's like, oh, that's weird. Why are you talking about lizards? And then he realizes he's a lizard later on. What? Like, that doesn't make sense. I could see he was a bloody lizard. Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then, and I'm an idiot. Like, in the, in the, and in the second one, oh, the second one's so bad. Why is the, the goblin second one is worse? Yeah, absolutely. Why is the goblin disease a goblin disease? Why is yeah. it turning into a goblin? The the casting of Paul Giamatti as Rhino is one of the most yeah. egregious errors. Yeah. In, it's terrible. Yeah, um, it's real bad. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry, mate. It's not in there. I'm sorry. I'm ruling I, it. It's, it's, in, it's, 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 it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Like, um, they should just do this Spider-Verse film that they're doing, Home, Where's My House? Look, there's my house. Let's go home. It, like, th- th- this one they're doing, they should have just done Tobey Maguire. Don't bring Andrew Garfield. <laughs> like, uh, get rid of him. Like Andrew Garfield. Ugh, ugh. And he was like a cool, edgy Spider-Man. I'm like, him with his skateboard. Yeah, I do agree. He's uh, not... He's For me, he, he's definitely... I mean, obviously you agree, but he's the worst yeah. Peter Parker. He's not Peter Parker. Oh, God, but yeah, the film... I still get uh, it. Still gives me that kind of thrill I get when I watch Spider Man, and you know, yeah, he's, he's always okay. been my favorite. Um, it's indishonorable. Move on. <laughs> we relegated it. Um, it was. It wasn't my mayor column, to be fair. Yeah. So you know, um, X Men, the first one. I have a lot of affection for it because it was like one of. It was mm-hmm. pivotal to me when I was growing up, but it looked, but as I've said before, looking back at it now, it's not great. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not a brilliant film. It definitely doesn't do half the half the stuff that the better X Men films do. Yeah. Um, Men in Black Two is all right. It's um, it's yeah, it's, not bad. It, it's got Tommy Lee Jones in it, which is more than uh, don't get me wrong. I love Josh Brolin, but I want a Men in Black film with yeah, Tommy Lee Jones yeah, in it. Kingsman 2 is okay. Um, I didn't actually... I forgot about Kick-Ass 1 and 2. I would probably put them in Dishonorable because... Yeah, I don't like either of them. I, I feel like... like I, yeah. Yeah, I feel I like, like it's just... I feel like it's just trying too hard. Well, it's, it's Mark Miller to a T, really. Mm. And and I, I just don't like him. I just don't like yeah. him, you know. I, I, I don't like Aaron Taylor-Johnson either, really. I think... Uh, is it Aaron Taylor-Johnson? Yeah. Um, I, I don't really like him much as an actor either um but yeah i, I, I just doesn't do anything for me all of this talk is just me being like no nah, it's terrible no. This is bad. <laughs> um mentions yeah. my honorable mentions well i think i mentioned them i think i think uh did i mention any honorable mentions um is there anything we haven't covered blade well, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think we've covered quite a lot to be honest i think we did blade we've done the ones that i've would be minor mentions i think you've mentioned so hmm. i think I've, i feel satisfied i don't feel like i have more to say <laughs> I, I, yeah I, th- I think we've been pretty extensive <laughs> yeah, i feel good i don't think there's more what i was going to say before to to do like a nice roundup would be that you know with with this new connective tissue that they're creating to attach probably a lot of the film properties that we've just talked Mm -hmm. about into this is that they bring baggage along with them Mm. and with when we saw the quicksilver in wandavision come in a lot of people were talking about how is this possibly going to work because there's so much baggage there and it's the same with the amazing spider-man films it's the same with the x-men films 
it's the same with any property that they choose to do this with. And although, you know, I love Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart, I love James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. I hate the Amazing Spider-Man films. Anything that you bring in to these films is going to have a connective tissue of baggage. And it's going to be the same for this Spider-Man film, because even seeing Doc Ock appear and being like, hello, Peter, and then we see him turn into Spider-Man and Mm. Spider-Armor and stuff. I... I, a big issue I have in my mind is why should I care about the relationships of these characters who haven't interacted with each other? Now, mm. Into the Spider-Verse did it amazingly. Yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical that this will work to the degree that we've experienced in the other MCU films thus far. Yeah, I know, I know it's weird because you're 100% right. There's no reason to doubt them thus far because they've been really good. But this might be what stretches them too far. Yeah, I'm a little bit like mm. my worry is it's been 10, 11 years. Yes. Uh, hold on, two thousand eight. No, it's been more than that now. Thirteen years. Yeah, yeah. So you got to think at some point the wheels have to come off, right? Something yes. has. There's. I mean, we've had blips in the MCU, you know, Ant Man and the Wasp and Dark World, and mm-hmm. you know, but really the small bumps in a what has been a pretty straight and. Uh, comfortable yes. road for the MCU yes. but I mean they've they ended on such a big thing what where do they go how do they do it how do they make us like you say care about because your Iron Man your Captain America are all gone we spent over a decade getting invested mm-hmm. in these characters they're gonna have to ask us to do all that again which I'm all here for mm-hmm. but it's how they do that in a way that doesn't like you say that is it has to be respectful to what came before it, but also try and break away in its own way. And how do you yes. do that when you've got such legacy in X Men and Spider, the whole Spider Man franchise franchises over the years? You know, if you're going to bring all these things in, how are you going to do that in a way that doesn't sully what came before it, yeah. but also create something new? It's a massive ask. It's a massive ask, and it, that's what I mean by that baggage. You you bring with you a baggage of legacy. Mm. that i think may be too much every franchise says it look at star wars star wars is star wars suffers under the weight of its own legacy sometimes i think yeah and and i think that's maybe what may happen here that we may have something but you're connecting too much Mm. you're creating too much of a connective tissue um i keep using that term so we're going to use it Um, (laughs) they may be doing it too much you know what i mean and 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 you know like when i heard toby Maguire, i was like great when i heard andrew garfield i was like mm, not so great because there's very little in those maybe they kill him off in the first two minutes i would be cool with that it would be like <laughs> x-force and i'd be like this is great um, yes. hey guys bus comes. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah that's the that's maybe the issue you know if you start to pick and choose which bits you like you're bringing yeah. the bits that you don't like and mm. I think a lot of fans go, oh, it'd be great because we can have these things we like. But I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm. There's a lot of stuff we hated in these films. And you're now connecting them to. That's why with the DC multiverse, it's maybe a bit easier to just reset because it started badly. So yeah. it's easier to be like, let's do a reset by doing a multiverse because mm. there's more to expand upon. Which Marvel don't have, that, don't have that luxury. Yes. They, they don't they're in too luxury. deep. They're in mm. too deep. It started so well. It's a great like franchise they've created. It's it's genre defining. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be the thing that like corrupts it? 
you know. And we'll have to see. And I'm obviously optimistic, but I am a bit skeptical as well. I'm skeptically optimistic. <laughs> skeptically optimistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? And I would, I would put myself in that camp as well. I, okay, oh, good. <laughs> I've, I've, I've said it. I have no reason to, to not have faith. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when I look at it as a logistical thing, and I'm sure they've got these guys. This is what they do. But I mm-hmm. think, wow, how are you going to do this? How are you going to top what you just did? Because what you did was incredible and it took over a decade i don't know but i'm more than happy to try to find out so yeah and i think that's a good way to round up really i think we're both excited to see how we do get these properties that we do like so much connected Mm. into this universe and see where that leads us but i guess there's a a uh we don't want to be too running ahead with the excitement of it because if we're disappointed then it's going to be you know even more so so I guess that's a good way to round off, you know, Chris. I feel that's a, a nice way to finish the podcast, don't you? I feel that's a good I, way to... I, I can't think yeah. of a better way to finish it. Yeah. Have you had fun? I've had lots of fun. Oh, good. Same. And I hope you've yeah. had fun too, listening to it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm getting slicker at this. I'm becoming a real presenter here. I feel like you should bring me in, like, pack so I can ask questions to people. I've got yeah. that down. Yeah, you've got this. <laughs> smooth <laughs> this is what he does at the end of every recording as well he kind of goes like oh you know that was amazing i'm so good at this i am i am smashing this <laughs> yeah yeah i bet he does actually but um we should yep. probably stop recording so yeah <laughs> thank you everybody for listening uh i hope you've enjoyed it as much as me and chris always enjoy talking about comic books uh, always. and i i hope we rendezvous again um together in the future um, perhaps at a bar round two, which is the reference I did last time as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening and uh, take care. And we hope to hear you again soon. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>